we just want to thank God for who he is and what he's done and how he's been in our midst. Just a couple of things before I go into the word and prayer won't be long. I just, um, I'm not going to tell you nothing new this morning. Um, if you were with us any length of time last year, I'm going back to a passage that I shared with you before, but I just really feel that it, it fits so well on what we shared last week, that it's a continuation as we talk about what it means to resolve to change. So you're going to hear some things that you might have heard before. Um, I'm not crazy, not forgetful, none of that kind of stuff. Um, the Lord just led me here, and I need to go here because he said to me in my time of study, somebody needs to be reminded. Are you with me? Come on, somebody needs to be reminded, amen? Somebody needs to be reminded. Somebody... Somebody needs to be reminded. So um, if you need sermon notes, you can go online to Uversion and follow that link up there and get what you need to get so you can kind of be with us so that God could move and have his way. And let me just, uh, well, I'll say that on the back end of the message. So go with me to the book of John. Um, no, I'm sorry, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark chapter 10. And while you're going there, turn to your neighbor real quick and say, neighbor, resolve to change. Now let's put the whole thing together. Say, neighbor, to achieve breakout, you must resolve to change. Yeah, come on, tell the other neighbor. Say, other neighbor, to achieve breakout, you must resolve to change. Amen, amen. So we're just going to walk through that so that God could just be God in our midst. Here's what I shared with you last week, and I'm going to keep the same big idea and I just want to talk to you all because I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me this morning. Um, Jesus redeemed us from the grips of sin, and he challenges us to change our lifestyle so we could spend eternity with him. Um, I just wished everybody would come out on Wednesday night because this past Wednesday we had a good, intense discussion on the sermon from this past Sunday. And it would just give you a chance to kind of interact and dialogue and we talk and see what we can learn together to where God would have us to be. So just want to encourage you to kind of follow along with us. So um, here's the three things that I wanted you to take away last week. That's why I need to go back to a passage that I shared before because I think it fits so well. What I expected you to take away last week as it talks about change is that we must be cognizant of the need to change. And I'm going to say this again in some shape and form this morning. So you're going to hear some of the same principles, but I want it to resonate in, in, um, in your mind as we kind of walk through the text. So you need to know that you're jacked up. I need to know that I'm jacked up. Come on, y'all. Nothing worse than a bunch of people fooling themselves. They are where they are not. Come on, y'all. If you had it all together, you wouldn't have been in line in King Super's buying that lottery ticket last night. I seen you. I seen you. I was in line too, so no, no. <laughs> no. One, one preacher friend of mine, one preacher friend of mine, he kind of puts it this way on Facebook. He says, I'm not a gambler, and I really appreciate him. But he said, Lord, when I saw that number rose to seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. He said, million, he said, my feet almost slipped. You know? 
I can identify some tempting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> but we need, we need to get it together, and God is going to work on us. I want you to really lock into that. Number two is that we must take the initiative to walk out what God has already spoken about us. Um, if you didn't hear the message, download the podcast, go to iTunes, search on Restoration Christian Fellowship. It's there. Um, listen to it. It'll make sense to you. Matter of fact, subscribe to our podcast. That way you can get them on a weekly basis. And they're free, so you can just be a part of that. And number three, we must be intentional in changing the way we currently do things. It doesn't happen by accident. Does that make sense? Um, very, very important that, that you get this. Now, let me make this statement, then I'm going to walk into the text. Is, is, um, repeat on me. Say, self. I cannot stay where I am and expect to grow with God. Kind of get what I'm saying? And let me tell you what that means is that when you encounter God, or when we encounter God, when I encountered God, he takes us on a journey. He calls us to go somewhere with him. And as we are on the beginning of 2016, with all the resolutions and all the things that we're making and or saying, is that when God invites us to go with him, we cannot stay in the same place and journey with God. Are you with me? So if, if, if we find or you find yourself the same place this year, that you were last year, it's time to make a change. So the challenge is to resolve to change to get to the next place with God. So I want to I wanna read this passage that's in front of us, and then I just want to share three things with you out of the text. Um, and some of you might have heard it before, so just say amen again. If you didn't, if you forgot it, say, man, I didn't hear that the first time, because I want, I want this to resonate with you. So go with me to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, and jump down to um, verse 46, and then we're going to walk through what the text says. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. Um, repeat after me. Say, I must change my position. I must change my condition. I must change my location. So God can give me a new occupation. Yeah, somebody else say, man, yeah, that ought to, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about changing our position, condition, our location, and also our occupation. So I want you to remember those four things. Verse 6 says, I mean, verse 4, verse 46 of chapter 10 says, And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great crowd, and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus was sitting along the roadside. I'm in the ESV, verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, this is a parenthetic. The reason some of us are so cool in our worship is because we don't know it's Jesus, the son of David. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we're reserved. It's okay. No, no, nothing. It's okay. Then verse 48 says, and many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, and he said, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak or throwing his cloak aside, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith had made you whole. And immediately he recovered his sight 
and followed him along the way. Now, here, here's what I want to kind of talk with you this morning about um, these three things. Okay, resolving to change requires a proper understanding of your present predicament. And all that is is a restatement of what was said last week. And I'm going to say it a little differently in the light of your position, your condition, your location, and your occupation. So you must have a good understanding of our present requirement if we're going to change. Secondly, it requires, I like this, a proper understanding of Jesus' ability to change let me put that personal, my predicament. If I don't know what Jesus could do, I'm going to try to fix it myself. Oh, come on, come on, say amen. Yeah, and the reason I try to fix it myself is because I don't know what Jesus can do. Does that make sense? And the third thing, here's the Ebonic version. <laughs> you got to change some things. <laughs> Because resolving the change, number three, it requires that we begin the journey toward Jesus. So you see what I mean when I said you can't stay where you are and expect to grow with Christ. It requires that you change some things. So let me begin here, okay? So resolving the change requires a proper understanding of our present predicament. And so here's what I want to say before I even read the text. Point to yourself and say, self, be truthful about your position. Be truthful about your condition. Be truthful about your location. And be truthful about your occupation. Now, I'm really relying on the Holy Spirit because I just want to talk from my heart here. In the end times, um, when Jesus comes back, he is not going to be impressed with how well you and I conducted ourselves or looked in the earth realm because we can't fool him. I can clean up my inside by dressing up on the outside, but all I'm doing is fooling you by what you see. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks where? So if I want to be honest and resolve to change and get to where God would have me to be, I need to be truthful about myself, my position, my condition, my location, and my occupation. And so as we kind of walk through this, I want to look at this text real quick. Look with me at verse 46, and I'm just going to walk through it, and I'm going to talk to you about what it says. Look, look, just that one verse. If you're there, say amen. amen. Now, before I read, let me give you some context. Jesus was on his way to perform, to, to fulfill his true purpose for coming into the earth realm, which was to go to Jerusalem to die on that cruel cross of Calvary so that you and I could be saved. So he leaves where he is or where he was, and then he begins this journey. And as he's going on his journey, his disciples are with him. And to show you, excuse the term, how ignorant these jokers were, they figure he's going to Jerusalem to set up his kingdom, right? So just like you and I, here's what they're saying. Hey, Lord, I left houses and land to follow you. I gave up my fishing business. I gave up my, my tax collection business. I mortgaged my home to go to full-time ministry with you. Matter of fact, I've been doing this for three years. So here's James and John. So here's what we can do, Jesus. Let's, let's make a deal right now before it goes down. So when it does go down and you set up your kingdom, put one of us on the left and one on the right because we want to rule with you. 
Come on, y'all. Now, don't be so hard on those brothers because you and I, we have an agenda. Come on, y'all. A lot of us are serving God because we anticipate or expect to get something for our commitment to God. And, and the sad comment is that we're looking for our rewards in the here and now. Come on, are you with me? But it's not about the here and now, even though God can bless us in the here and now. Like Grandma used to say, it's in the sweet by and by when we get to be with him. You can have your homes now. I'm going to take mine when I get up in glory. Are you with me? Come on, say amen. Say amen. So they're going through this dialogue with Jesus on the road, and so Jesus steps aside. You can read it when you get home by himself to, to step out as he's on the, word, the road to Jerusalem. Now verse 46 picks up, and here's what verse 46 says. When they came to Jericho, and in my translation, there's a period right there. In some of your translation, there is a semicolon, depending on what translation you have and how they interpreted the Greek, the translators, the translators put a, a punctuation that they felt was appropriate. But my translation, the ESV says, they came to Jericho, period. And then the next verse, a next phrase says, and as he was leaving Jericho. Now, if you read that on the surface, it may fool you into thinking that he was on his way to Jerusalem and he stopped by the 7-Eleven to get him a big gulp and got back on the camel and took off. A whole lot went on between those two phrases. Are you with me? If you don't even think about Jesus, it's hard for him just to show up and not have impact. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. It's hard for him just to show up and not touch a life or not change a life or not do something miraculous. So here's what happened. He shows up, and as was his custom, he no doubt went around ministering, healing the sick, doing the miraculous that he does, feeding the 5,000. And at the end of his ministry, he is now continuing his journey on to Jerusalem. And the translators or the authors picks up by saying, when he finished his time, he was leaving. Because notice the details in the text. Look at what it says. And as he was leaving with his disciples, and don't miss the conjunction, and a great crowd. If you back up before verse 46, you'll notice it was just him and his disciples going to Jerusalem. But he makes a pit stop in Jericho, and all of a sudden the numbers have increased. So he's leaving, and it seems now that everyone who attended the revival service in Jericho was so moved by Jesus' ministry, was so touched by what he did that they too resolved to change. You can't stay where you are and go with Jesus. He'll take you on a journey. Is this making sense? So now he's on his way out the city, and it says, and a great crowd, with a great crowd, and then the author gives us some detail. It says, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, and he tells you his familial connection, the son of Timaeus was sitting where? By the roadside. Now, what I like about the details of this text is it talks about, if they can go back to that slide real quick that was just up there, the one, uh, let me see if I can get it up real quick. I want you all to see this. If, if they can get back there, um, not that one, this one right here. If we can get back here, I want you all to see what this is saying. This is not letting me change it. So go to the next one, that one right there. Okay, Bartimaeus is sitting by the roadside, and the author gives us some pointed detail about this man. It talks about his, his 
position, okay? He was sitting. It talks about his condition. He was blind. You, kinda, you get what I'm saying? It tells you about his location. It was where? By the road, yeah. And it tells, tells us about his what? Occupation, meaning what? He was what? You got this. You, you kind of get what I'm saying. Now, what, what strikes me about the text, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to move on. Bartimaeus, moving into the text, was honest about where he was, his condition in life, his location, his occupation, in that he couldn't hide who he really was. And, and you know, so, so let, let you must be honest about your present predicament or else change will not happen. Now, let me just say this, and please, nobody get offended with me. I think we can wrestle to this. This is my struggle with a lot of the faith movement and prosperity teaching that you hear. Here's what they say. Call those things that be not as though they were. And so what that is, it propagates the lie because I try to call into reality what's not my current reality. Come on, y'all. I'm rich and I'm not poor. Stop lying. <laughs> I'm above and, and, and that beyond. Stop lying. You're below right now. Are you with me? Oh, come on. Let's, let's talk about this. But you see, for God to begin the process of doing the miraculous in your life, we must be willing to give him something to work with. Be honest about where we are, and you say, God, I really am broke, but your word says I'm supposed to be above and not below. Come on. God, I really am homeless right now, but the word says I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. Come on. God, I really am not supposed to be in this situation right now, but your word says, so God, show me me. What do I need to do in me so I can receive the promises and the blessing of God? Don't tell him right now I'm above and not beyond. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender and not the barrier. But you so in debt. You so broke. You so, come on, talk to me this morning. Be honest with who we are so God can show us what we need to do to change. Churches filled with a whole lot of above and not below folk, but can't pay their bills. The reason Christ came for me and the reason he came for you is not because we're already saved. It's because we were lost, needing to be saved. Are you with me? Now that I am saved, my language can be different. Come on, talk to me, y'all. So you see, because if I talk about how rich I am when I'm still broke, I'm going to overextend myself financially trying to impress you. Come on, talk to me. Trying to impress others by way I live and the car that I drive and the types of clothes when the situation is I'm really jacked up on the inside and the only people I'm fooling is the people on the outside. But God looks past all of that superficial stuff and he sees the real me. And the reason we can't make headwear, because our prayers are filled with lies. I don't know about you, but I want to change. So if my marriage is jacked up, and Pastor Derek said, Pastor Felix, how you doing? Man, my marriage is jacked up. So he can know how to pray. I won't allow pride to get in the way. 
blessed and highly favored. Thank you. No. Stop it. Be who you are and quit trying to be, not be who you're not. Are you with me? Not saying we can't get there, but if we don't learn the lessons that has us in the predicament that we're currently in, when we do get there, we'll fall back. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Those of you that have taken second and third mortgages on your home and are still broke, you get it. (laughs) Those of us, let me put myself in it, okay? You kind of get what I'm saying? If we don't learn the lessons now, we will miss what's happening, and we will never get to where God would have us to be. What I like about Bartimaeus is the text says he was blind, he was sitting by the roadside, and he was begging. Now, a lot of us are probably hearing this on the surface level and saying, well, this message is not for me because I'm not like Bartimaeus. I'm not blind. Well, let me tell you what blindness is. You might not be blind physically, but spiritually, you can't see your way. We can't see our... Come on out of the situation, and the reason we find ourselves in the condition and the predicament that we find ourselves in is because we really are blind. Come on, talk to me this morning. And we need the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to take us to the next place so we can see who God is, so he can begin a work in us, so we can begin changing and readjusting some things to become who God would have us to be, okay? Let me say it again. Be truthful about your position. Be truthful about your condition. Be truthful about your location. And be truthful about your occupation. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on, can I get an amen? amen? If we want to achieve our goals and resolutions, become, achieve, breakout, even as a ministry, to get to the place of vision, we must be honest with where we currently are. If you are blind, sitting by the roadside, begging, say, I am blind, sitting by the roadside, begging. Don't talk about, I got a job making 50K a year. When you, come on now. Don't talk about this. No, 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 no. The truth of the situation is this is what it is. I am addicted to this substance, and I need God to take me off of it. I've got a problem with women, and I need God to deliver me from it. I've got a problem with men, and I need, come on, talk to me, and I need God to deliver me from it. Be honest about the situation so God can have something to work with. That's all right today? I want to help you. I want you to help you just like I'm trying to help myself to resolve to change, okay? Last week, if I can connect this to last week, the man was sitting there, and Jesus walks up to him and says, do you want to be healed? And here's how we wrestle with this Wednesday night. You've got to want to be. Yeah, you have to want to. Come on, you get me? You stop the excuses. Some of y'all wasn't here, so this might not make sense to you. Lord, I have no one to put me in the water when the water's trouble. No. Do you want to be healed? Yes. (laughs) Do you want to change? Yes. Are you with me? Do you want to go with God? Yes. Okay. Stop the what had happened was. (laughs) Let's lay that down. Turn your neighbor real quick and say, neighbor, stop it. Come on, tell the other neighbor. Say, stop. Say, other neighbor. Say, stop it. 
Okay, now let me hit this real quick. Okay, this is very, very important, and we're going to move on. Resolve into change requires a proper understanding of Jesus' ability to change your predicament. You need to know, we need to know, I need to know that God can do it. Are you guys with me? So look at verse, um, verse 47. Okay, so this is the blind man. He's sitting by the, the roadside. Bartimaeus is his name, son of Timaeus. And, and look at verse 47. I like this. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. That's euphemistic. They probably said, shut up. You know. (laughs) But look at this. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. (laughs) Don't shut me up when I'm trying to get my blessing. Okay. Now watch verse 47. Watch verse 47. This is very, very important. Okay. The text says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he he began to cry out, son of David, have mercy on me. Now let me read verse 46 and 47, and then I'll lock this into context. And when they came to Jericho, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. Verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus um, of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, I know the hour's late, but I got to belabor this point because I want y'all to get this. Okay, here's Bartimaeus. And verse 46 depicts or outlines his condition. Sitting by the roadside, blind, begging. These are my words, hopeless. Don't know how he's going to make it, Okay. Then the text says, he heard. <laughs> now, come on, say, he heard. Yeah. Say it again, say, he heard. Yeah. I'm hoping you hear this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, say it again, say, he heard. Yeah. Now, there, there's something that's nuanced in that verbal phrase, he heard. It's what's called an aorist participle. Now, let me tell you what that means, okay? And then I'll talk about the temporal or the timely nature of the participle itself. This is very, very important. Now, I'm guaranteeing you that it was not the first time that Bartimaeus had heard about Jesus. Come on, y'all. I mean, anybody in here not hear about the shooting at the Aurora Theater several years ago? So you've heard. You kind of get what I'm saying. So here's how this looked for Bartimaeus, okay? He's sitting here in Jericho, and Jesus would no doubt be way over here performing a miracle in Galilee or something, and then he would heal the woman with the issue of blood. And y'all seen this before. And word would get back to Bartimaeus. Amen. There's a dude that's healing women with problems, and he heard. Then Jesus would be over in Samaria, and he would heal that woman that had issue with men, and he would fix her. Word would get back to Bartimaeus. Excuse the walk, yeah. It's the brother walk, yeah. Hey, B, that's how the brother do it. G can hook you up, man. <laughs> and he would hear. Come on, are you with me? And then Jesus would perform a miracle where Jairus' daughter would be sick or die, and he would heal her, and he would heal a man with a withered hand, and he would heal. Come on, he would perform all these miraculous things. And word would get back to Bartimaeus way over in Jericho. There's a man. 
that, that, that can heal, that can fix problems. Are you with me? And Bartimaeus would hear. But, but, but what I like about the nuance in the verb is the aorist tense says, at some point in time, he heard and he kept on hearing. What the participle does, and what the participle does in the temporal sense, some of your translations have the word when in front of it. Are you with me? When he heard. What that meant is that as Bartimaeus was sitting here, what the author is trying to tell him, tell us, is that this time what Bartimaeus heard was not like all the other times when he heard. Come on, y'all. If you're like me, you've been in church and you've heard before, but there was that one time when you heard. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me, y'all, this morning. And so what the, te- what the author's trying to communicate to us in the temporal sense is that when he says, and when he heard, he's trying to communicate that this time it was not a messenger delivering a message of what Jesus did in yesterday. The author was saying, now he heard for himself because Jesus was in near vicinity. This is what it looked like before. Man, I'm hearing all this thing about Jesus. But man, if he could only come, if he can do that for them over there, I need to get to where he is. I wish he'd just come by my way. Man, if he can do all that stuff in Samaria, here I am in Jericho. I wish he'd come by my way. If he can do all that stuff in Galilee, man, I wish he'd just come by my way. When is he going to run revival in Jericho? Come on now. I wish he'd come by my way. If he can do all that stuff for the Syrophoenician woman, I wish he'd come by my way. So what the author's trying to communicate, he's no longer in in Samaria. He's no longer with the Syrophoenician woman. He's no longer in Galilee. He showed up in in Jericho and, and, and Bartimaeus heard for himself. Notice what he says. When he heard, because notice this, Jesus, where you at? Because I heard you used to be over there, but all of a sudden you're right here. Have mercy on me. And the reason I want you to get that, because a whole lot of us have been hearing for a long time, and I want you to hear for the first time, because Jesus is here speaking to you. Come on, is this making sense? When he heard, when he heard, when he heard, when he heard, when he heard. Because a whole lot of us as children in church, we heard, but we didn't hear. Come on, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. The reason you had to go to jail was because you heard, but you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. The reason you went through the divorce is because you heard, but you didn't hear. And God is saying, now is the time. Resolve to change. Jesus, son of David, where you at? Have mercy on me. Watch the church folk. Remember them church folk from last week? Shut up. Just sit here because Jesus didn't come for dope fiends like you. Church folk, shut up. Coming up in here, busting a sag like that. Jesus didn't come for folk like you. You don't even look holy. 
church folk. That's what the church folk, right? Come on, don't act like you hadn't seen them. You and I have had conversations with them before. Come on, y'all. The church folk, shut up. Listen to me, y'all. Don't let no church religious person cause you to miss Jesus when he shows up. Oh, you hear me? The God that I serve don't care what your situation is right now. The God that I serve don't care what your circumstances right now. The God that I serve don't care what you look like right now. The Son of Man came to seek and to save this was lost. Matter of fact, Romans 5, 8 says, while I was yet sinning, Christ died for me. He came for folk that are drugging, folk that are whoremongering, folk that are committing adultery, folk that are lying. Folk that are homeless, those are the people he came for. Stop trying to steal my blessing. Jesus is here. Are you hearing me this morning? Lazarus, La I mean, not Lazarus, Bartimaeus. I wish I was there. Because he probably, who? You talking to me? <laughs> You know how long I've been hearing, but now I finally heard, and, and he's finally here, and you expect me to miss? Excuse me. Jesus! <laughs> Listen, y'all, you got to know how to shout your blessing in from time to time. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. A lot of us, we're not ready to change because we're too cute with what we're going through. Girl, how you doing? My husband ain't acting right. What? My husband ain't acting. What? You better say that knuckleheaded and acting right, and you better pray to God that I don't kill him. So come on now. Be honest about your situation so God can do what God needs to do. Are you hearing me? When he heard, he shouted all the more. Come on, say, when he heard. Son of David, he says, have mercy on me. Let me show you all this last thing, and then I'm going to stop. Resolving to change requires we begin the what? Journey where? What I like about the text is Bartimaeus didn't sit here like some of us do. Hey, G, I've been hearing what you did in Samaria, Galilee. That Syrophoenician woman, man, you, you, you dealing with Gentiles and Jews, hook a brother up. He did not stay where he was. <laughs> yeah, and expected God to do the miraculous in his life. Hey, God, y'all, nobody get offended, okay? Nobody. I want y'all to come back. I know I'm shacking up right now. Let me, let me leave it alone. Okay, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, okay. Next one. Hey, God, I know I played the lottery last night. Well, I hope you win because we need some time. You know what I'm Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Okay, you know, pray for me, pray for me. You know, but, but, you know, this is what I like. He didn't sit here and, 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 and say, hey, God, you know, um, 
I need to hang out here, but you do what you do and fix me and let me just work right here, okay? I, I'm glad he didn't do that because look at the text, okay? He, he, it says here, it requires that he begin the journey towards Jesus. So he had to do some things, change his position, change his condition, change his location, and change his what? Okay, so watch the text, watch the text. Verse 49, Jesus stopped. So you got to visualize this. He just finished doing his work in Jericho. Let's assume this is Jericho. He just finished all his work, he, and, and he's leaving now, and he's on his way to Jerusalem. And he's walking by. Bartimaeus is there, and Bartimaeus yells, hey, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, and if you look at the nuance in the verb, it lends me to believe that Jesus had already made progress past where he was. But Jesus heard him, and he got Jesus' attention. <sighs> you got to know how to get Jesus' attention, y'all. To get him to stop. And he called him. Come on, say, Jesus called him. Say, say this, say, Jesus is calling me. Say it again, say, Jesus is calling me. So now watch, watch the text. Watch the text. I want to show you the details in this thing and let's kind of talk to it. Watch what it says here, okay? Notice what it says. Jesus stopped 49 and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart. Watch the next word. Do what? Get up. Get up. He is what? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, change your position. <laughs> yeah, come on, tell us the other neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, change your position. Get up. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He could not stay in his position and meet Jesus. <laughs> got to give up some stuff. You got to get out of some stuff. I'm going to change this year. I'm going to make this resolution. I'm going to get my own apartment. But in the meantime, <laughs> get up, okay? Change your position. Say it again. Say, change your position. Now watch the next one, okay? And then verse 50 Get up because he's calling you. That's the only reason you get up is because Jesus is calling you. Don't do it for nobody else. Okay, verse 50. Throwing off his cloak. Wow. He changed his condition. Now, y'all probably wondering, where in the world does he get? Where do you get that from, preacher? Um, let, me, let me walk you through this. What was Bartimaeus' problem? He was blind. Here's what the blind did. They would have a cloak that they would spread on the ground. And they would sit on this cloak, and they'd probably have their cup and saying, alms for the poor, alms for the poor. And a person walking by would see the condition, are you with me? And they would throw money, and if money missed the, the cup, it would at least land in the cloak. And Bartimaeus can grab the money and put it in his cup and sit there, alms for the poor, alms for the poor. The coat was an indication of his condition of being blind, lame, destitute, and needed survival. Once Jesus called him and he decided to change his position, notice the first thing he did. He changed his position and got up, and then the next thing he did was he changed his condition. Because notice what he did. He picked up the cloak and he threw it. I wish I had somebody. If God's going to fix me, I won't need this. <laughs> Excuse me. 
because I need you to come back, okay? The reason a lot of us can't stop is because you want God to fix us, but we still have the black book. Metaphors, 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 metaphors. The reason God can't change us is we want him to take away from us the things that are not like him, but we're still sitting on the cloak. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of that not seen. If God has a released a word to call you, you need to move out on faith on the word of God, knowing that God has ability to provide for your every single need. Come on, I want y'all to hear me this morning, okay? You see, when God called me to leave IBM and to go into full-time ministry, I'm one of them brothers, it took me two years sitting on the cloak. You sure? I heard, but I didn't hear. I wish I had somebody. Yeah. You sure? It's a good paycheck, God. What's wrong with you? But then the moment I got up and threw the cloak away, David puts it this way, I've been young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I want y'all to hear me this morning. God has the ability to more than replenish or replace everything that he's asking you and I to give up. He is so amazing. You've just got to give him a try. Get rid of the cloak this morning. He changed his position. He stood up and he changed his condition. He got rid of the thing that made him look like he was. So when I see him, I don't see who he used to be. The reason people look at me and they look at you and say, you ain't changed, is because they're seeing the cloak. They're not seeing you, they're seeing the cloak. Talk to me, guys. Are you there? Two more, two more real quick. Look at the text. I'm almost there. Throwing his cloak aside, he sprang to his feet, and he came to Jesus. Man, there's so much in that verse. Verse 50. Because look at verse 51, part A. He got in the presence of Jesus, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Okay? Back up to 50. Thrown off the cloak, he sprang to his feet, and he came to Jesus. Y'all missed that. He's blind. Don't forget that. But all right? He's blind. No healing has taken place yet. Stood up, threw the cloak away, and next thing we know, assuming Jesus is over here, he is in the presence of Jesus. Now, I'm the type of nerdy exegete that, how the heck he get there? Because the text doesn't say, and they brought him, and he, whatever. How did he get to Jesus, being blind? In the real world, if I'm him, and Jesus calls me to get up, I'm like, where you at? Because I'm blind. Come on, talk to me. And in my walking, I might go the wrong direction and I bump into something. I thought that was you. How did he get to Jesus? This is free. He listened to his voice. He's been hearing before, but this time he heard. He listened to his voice. Okay, here he is. Get up, come to me. Okay. I don't know where you at, God, but I know the cash bar was over there, so I'm going to walk this way. <laughs> I'm so bad. Y'all pray for me. 
But, but listen, to, listen to this. Hey, dude, you're going the wrong way. That's not, oh, okay, okay. He listened to his voice. Okay, okay, okay. No, man, that's going to take you down to Mr. A's. Yeah. No, that's the wrong way. That's the, turn left, turn left. He listened to his, yeah. So he turned, okay, and he's going. Okay. No, no, that's where Susie lives. Oh, 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 okay. Turn left a little more. He listened to his yeah, y'all don't get it. Nah, nah. No, 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 no. You're going back to Jane's house. Turn left a little bit. He, he, he listened to his voice. And in the listening of his voice, he eventually ended up where Jesus was. Amen. My problem, and no, no, let me help y'all. It's not that you and I don't hear his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that we don't hear his voice. I mean, let me, let me just get practical. You trying to lose weight and you driving by the donut shop. Here's God. Hey, that's a donut shop. I know, I know, but just one more, just one more. And you don't listen to his voice and in the disobedience is where we end up in places we ought not be. Come on, talk to me this morning. It is in the disobedience we end up doing things we have not doing. Listen to his voice. But preacher, I don't hear him. Yes, you do. By virtue of the fact that you're here this morning is indicative of the truth that you do hear him. Because folk that are not here, folk that can't hear his voice, come on, talk to me this morning. If you had nerve enough to get up and get dressed, let me back up, take a shower, brush your teeth, get dressed to come to church, I'm telling you, you heard his voice. And you have capacity to hear his voice. Listen to his voice. I like this. Let me read it for you so I make it up. Then I'm done. 52, and when he said to him, now back up, 51, Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? If I'm the blind man, I'm like, dude, come on, man. I done came over here and you asked me what do I want? Rabbi, let me see. How much in that word. And Jesus said to him, look at this. He didn't wave no spitball. He slapped him. He didn't hustle him a Honda on him. He ain't done none of that. He just said, go, your faith has made you well. And then it says, and immediately he recovered his what? And then watch the next thing. And he did what? You mean he changed his occupation? <laughs> he got a new job? Really? He's not begging anymore? You're kidding me. Because he changed his position, condition, location, God gave him a new job? Wow. Wow. Here's what I like about the text. Let me back up. He shows up. What do you need, man? And Jesus says, make me see, Jesus. And dude's like, you can already see. You're already healed. Those of you that were here last week, you'll hear this grammatical nuance in the perfect tense. Here's what the perfect says. Action that occurred in the past, action that happened in the past, but manifesting itself in the present. Let me tell you what that means. The moment Jesus called his name, he was already healed. 
The proof of his healing was the fact that he made it to Jesus. A blind person could not have made it to Jesus. How do you know he was healed, preacher? Because he learned how to follow the voice of Jesus. I'm, I'm done. Worship team, come on. I want you all to hear this real quick. I'm trying to quit these cigarettes, but I named the name of God. If God called your name, you're already healed. What do you mean I'm already healed? I keep going to the store and buying them. Listen to the voice that tells you not to do it. And in the listening to the voice, healing exists. I wish I had somebody. See, the problem with me and the problem with you is we want instant healing. The nuance in the verb is you keep listening. Every day it's a new sound. Every day it's a new word. So here's the thing. Every day I wake up, God, speak to me so that I don't. And I discipline myself to listen to the voice. And I adjust where the voice is calling me. Try it and watch it work. God, I'm just stuck on him. Listen to the voice. Leave him alone. Okay. And here's how the enemy acts. He tries to imitate the voice of God. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. That's what sin is all about, right? The Garden of Eden. Did God really say? And you and I are filled with a whole lot of did God really say? Here's how John puts it in John. My sheep hear my voice and I know them, listen to this, and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish and no man can pluck them out of my hand. My problem is sometimes I don't listen to the voice because of me. I want to get me some fun and some crazy stuff. But every time I disobey the voice, Pastor K got to beat me upside my head with a frying pan. Come on, y'all. Learn to listen to the voice. Watch what your year will be like. Break out. Change the miraculous. Listen to his voice. He's calling you, change your position, change your condition, change your location, and watch him give you a new occupation. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We hope that it has brought you closer to relationship with Jesus and that Jesus can be the center of your life. If this is your first time listening to one of our podcasts, we encourage you to find a church to get connected to, whether that's here at RCF or a local church around you. If you want to hear more sermons from RCF, you can do so by subscribing to our podcast or by visiting our website. At our website, you can also watch past sermons and past series and donate to this ministry online. 
You can also like us on Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening here at RCF. If you can't make it to our physical location on a Sunday morning, you can watch us live on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. at rcfnetwork.com. Thanks for listening.